You're now listening to a Bingeful Brain podcast, the show that teaches simple neuroscience-based strategies to ending binge eating, overeating, and emotional eating through the inside-out understanding of your habits. I'm Natalia, your host, and I'm here to help you create wellness without the obsession. Let's get started. Hello, hello, hello. Happy Thursday. In today's podcast episode, we are going to talk about is binge eating really that pleasurable? I know that many of you think that binge eating gives you something, that you need food to provide you with something. And there are so many misconceptions about binge eating to unwrap. So let me get started. First of all, obviously, You probably believe that binge eating is enjoyable, that food is pleasant. But let's think about it. Imagine binge eating. Is rapid eating with a very little control, very little chewing, is that really so pleasurable? Yeah, sure, you get a quick oral gratification, but then the law of diminishing returns starts working. So sure, the first couple of bites are are pretty pleasurable, but then there is this law of diminishing returns, meaning that the pleasure goes down. Also, maybe you've heard a sentence, hunger is the best sauce, which means that when we are hungry, almost everything tastes really great. So we need that hunger in order to, uh, to receive pleasure from food. However, many people struggling with binge eating, they are all the time overeating, binging, therefore they are almost never really physically hungry. Therefore, they also do not experience this real pleasurable experience while eating. They are just feeling like they are adding more to their stomach and their stomach is never empty. Another misconception about binge eating is that binge eating is kind of fun. (laughs) But come on, is it really that fun? When you hide your little embarrassing habit? Is it really that fun to hide food wrappers at the bottom of the bin? Or when you are annoyed and snappy, uh, when you have that urge to binge but you are not alone? Or maybe when your friends can easily eat ice cream and keep it in the, in the fridge but you are angry at them because you cannot moderate those foods? Binge eating isn't fun. You also may believe that binge eating relaxes you, but I think that it's quite the opposite. It makes you irritable all the time. It causes way more stress than it relieves, and it's a constant stress. You are constantly stressed that maybe somebody will find out about the fact that you are binge eating. You are in a constant fear of weight gain or health complications. You fear about your future, whether it is even possible for you to achieve food freedom. Another misconception is that binge eating combats boredom. Again, I believe that it's quite the opposite. It creates more boredom because you lose interest in your hobbies and in your life. And after starting binge eating, you isolate yourself more. You stop participating in fun activities. There is less going out, less um, taking part in sports. Binge eating disorder creates more boredom in your life and it convinces you that food will fix that boredom. But what is a long-term solution for combating boredom in your life is actually beating your eating disorder and 
getting your real life back. Another misconception is that binge eating helps you to cope with your life stressors. But in my, my opinion, it only distracts you. You will handle stress way better as a person who doesn't have a secret life as a binge eater. You will have more mental space to tackle your problems. Come on, think about it. When you are stressed because, let's say that your parent is in the hospital and they are, I don't know, operated, do you think that binge eating in the waiting room would relieve that stress? I don't think so. There are way better stress-relieving techniques that you could use in that moment. And I think that binge eating would just add more stress to it. So whatever you think binge eating gives you, it's probably just an illusion. Therefore, there is nothing to give up when you decide to break binge eating habit. Life is better without an eating disorder. You don't give up anything. You don't give up pleasure. You give up an illusion of pleasure. Think about it. Is binge eating really that pleasurable? Imagine that you put on a table cookies, peanut butter, ice creams, uh, bread, Nutella, crisps, whatever is your, let's call it, trigger food. (laughs) Put it all on a table and decide that you are going to eat all of it in one sitting. How do you think? Will it be that pleasurable? Do this for real and maybe describe to me the pleasure you feel. Where do you feel it? How this pleasure compares to massage or petting your dog on a lazy Sunday morning. You believe it's pleasurable, but in the moment of binging, you don't even question this assumption. You don't even pay attention and therefore this illusion of pleasure is still present in your mind. But if you would ask yourself in the moment how pleasurable is this and how it compares to other pleasurable activities... I'm pretty sure that you would realize that it's not that pleasurable at all. You will realize that it's disgusting. (laughs) And the act of eating all of those foods at once is, again, it's, it's not good. It's not pleasurable. And also the consequences, you know, the heartburn, the stomach pain, indigestion, lethargy, fatigue, uh, headache, constipation, and so on. So after binge eating recovery, your life is more pleasurable. Even food is more pleasurable. Because when you constantly eat a lot of ultra-processed foods, your taste buds adjust to this kind of food. Therefore, unprocessed food tastes bland. Uh, And it's also connected to this pain and pleasure balance. So you gravitate towards the the kind of foods that, that you are constantly eating. Uh, And I just mentioned this pain-pleasure balance, and this is something that I would like to uh, talk about for the rest of this podcast episode. So as you know, your body is trying to maintain homeostasis. So um, your body is trying to maintain this physiologic equilibrium because your body is a self-regulating system. And it also, we can also apply it to your emotions, but also to, to, to different processes in your body. So why I think that binge eating gives you less pleasure, it can be explained by using the opponent process theory. And it says that the initial reaction to some kind of event will be followed by the opposite emotional uh, state. So 
every event has a double emotional impact on us. <laughs> I don't know if I'm explaining it correctly. But what I mean is that opponent process theory says that what initially inspires displeasure will eventually, with the passing of time, become more pleasurable emotional experience and vice versa. So during the initial stages of binge eating, the high that is experienced when you finally deliver food to your starved body, it's way more pleasurable than the pleasure that comes with repetitive binge eating. Because pleasure with time will turn towards pain. Uh, probably mainly due to the hedonic adaptation. So you are just getting used to the feelings associated with, with binge eating. The, the, the pleasure of food is also uh, less. Uh, and also I would like to right now read the quote from the book Dopamine Nation. So there's the quote. With repeated exposure to the same or similar pleasure stimulus, the initial deviation to the site of pleasure gets weaker and shorter and then the after response to the site of pain gets stronger and longer a process scientists call neuroadaptation. So in other words, the more often you binge it, the more uh, you eat during the, the binging episode, the more severe your binge eating episodes become, the more you disturb the pleasure-pain balance because it gets tipped to the side of pain. So if you tip it towards the pleasure, your body will try to self-regulate through self-regulating mechanisms and therefore it will deliver so pain to tip the scale back. And probably you have many examples from your life of, of that play, uh, pleasure-pain balance. So for example, maybe you had a wonderful weekend with friends and then you feel sad when you go back home. Uh, maybe you finished the whole series of on, on Netflix, you felt great watching it and then the pleasure is gone. When you drink alcohol, maybe initially you feel very good, but then you experience hangover. There are people who self-harm. Maybe they are cutting their skin. In the moment, they feel pain, but that pain brings them more pleasure because self-harm is actually pleasurable for, for them. And that's why they have to keep cutting in order to experience some pleasure in their very depressive days. Maybe another example would be just scratching an itch. So initially, when you scratch an itch, it relieves the, the pain, it relieves the itch. It's, it's sort of pleasurable for a moment. But usually, when you stop scratching, the itch becomes more intense. <laughs> and it even can get more painful. Another example would be watching horror movies. So when you watch your horror movies movie, you didn't probably need needed to be very scary for you to feel scared. But the more horror movies you, you watch, you need them to be more intense. You need them to be more terrifying because otherwise you're just not gonna experience those, those feelings because you get sort of like adapted to the scariness of, of the movie. Anyways, coming back to the, um, to the topic of, of binge eating. So as you know, binge eating it releases dopamine. So therefore, when you start binge eating, when you start uh, eating your food, your balance tips towards pleasure. And then when you stop binge eating, there is sort of like the dopamine deficit 
meaning that now your balance is tipped towards pain and that drives the more the, the craving for more food so the 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 more often you you do binge eating the initial dopamine surge gets weaker and shorter but the after effect the dopamine deficit state it gets stronger and longer because with repeated exposure to binge eating or binge foods you have increased tolerance so you need a little bit more to get that hit so let me ask you do you remember the times when one tablespoon of peanut butter was plenty for you i bet that couple of years ago one tablespoon of peanut butter was okay for you but now with each binging episode you've noticed that you need more in order to get the same the same hit so that pleasure of eating your binge foods and binging this pleasure comes at cost because also your hedonic set point changes so uh, with more binging you are less capable of experiencing pleasure but at the same time you are more sensitive to pain like emotional pain so when you eat that that food um, the more you binge eat the less pleasure you derive from that food and you will need more to get the same amount of pleasure <laughs> that's why it's so hard to eat in moderation you don't feel satiated only huge amounts of highly processed foods hit the spot and only for like i don't know half an hour probably probably even less and the thing is that it's possible that you keep binging because of withdrawal you probably promised yourself that it was the last time and you don't want to binge again so the question is why did you binge again even though you promised yourself that you will not it's possible that your let's call it relapse is called by so called dysphoria driven relapse and that means that you do not binge because you want to feel pleasure but because you want to escape physical and psychological suffering of withdrawal because the pain and pleasure balance is tipped towards pain so you are more vulnerable to feel pain and you probably feel less capable of handling uncomfortable emotions therefore another binge eating episode is there because you want to run away from pain and that's what's keeping you from longer lasting pleasure the good news is that this recalibration of your pain pleasure balance it takes time but it is possible to rewire your reward system and i want to propose one simple solution and it is very counterintuitive solution but it's also based on what i told you about the opponent process theory and also pain pleasure balance so it makes sense and the solution is seek pain <laughs> so the good news is that this balance it works also in the opposite way so when you deliver yourself a small dose of pain the body rewards you with some pleasure think about examples like cold shower like in the moment it feels horrible to stand under the shower when such a cold water uh, is uh, running through you but after a cold shower you feel great 
And I can uh, assure you of that. Uh, once, a couple of years ago, maybe two years ago, I uh, made uh, a challenge. So I took cold shower every day for 30 uh, days. And after the, uh, the cold shower, you really feel great. I don't know if that's like the adrenaline rush, but in, but in general, you just feel really great mentally and physically. So there is something in cold showers. And it's probably because of this pain-pleasure balance. Another example is exercise. Like during the exercise, like it's not always super pleasurable, but after the exercise, you probably feel great. Also, uh, another example would be just doing the task you procrastinated on. So, okay, maybe doing taxes is not good, but after uh, you've done your taxes, your body rewards you and you feel good. Also making the hard phone call. You probably procrastinated as well. You know that it's going to be hard and you make that, but that call and after that you feel great. Another example would be marathoners and other runners because they experience runner's high. So at the beginning, okay, running, I don't know, 42 kilometers is not nice, but then they body rewards them with runner's high. Uh, the, the same thing can be with uh, you gently introducing more, uh, less processed foods in your diet. Like, like at the beginning, you're going to be like, bleh, this broccoli doesn't taste as good, but with time your body will adjust and you will derive more pleasure from those unprocessed foods. So in general, when you seek pain, your body will uh, reward you with some pleasure and it's going to be more lasting sense of satisfaction, right? So choosing the path of little bit more resistance <laughs> could lead to greater life satisfaction. And I need to warn you that, of course, at the beginning of your binge eating recovery journey, you will feel as you are missing something. <laughs> I know this battle is exhausting, but at some point, your scale will tip to the side of, um, of pleasure because right now your scale is tipped to the side of pain. You will become a normal, regular eater. <laughs> I, I think I shouldn't say normal because who the heck knows what's normal? So let's call them regular eater. You will become regular eater, a regular eater has no desire to binge. So the goal of binge eating recovery is to not only stop binge eating, but actually to stop craving, stop desiring, stop needing or wanting to binge. So you need to change your mind about binge eating. That's why I recorded today's uh, podcast episode. Based on what I told you today, you can see that frequent binge eating isn't pleasurable. Uh, if it is... Pleasure lasts only a couple of seconds. You binge eat to escape the pain of not binging. So seeing this illusion can help you to change your mindset. Seeking pain, of course, not literal pain, but more like challenging, uncomfortable situations, can help you get out of this addictive cycle of reaching for food for comfort. So thank you so much for listening to me today. Uh, I just wanted to tell you at the end that changes might be coming <laughs> in a couple of months. I believe that right now is the best moment for you to work with me. 
uh, especially that um, soon the challenging period of their year will will start. Will start. You know, people are going back to school. Uh, soon we will have Thanksgiving, Christmas, then New Year's. So I believe that um, the last quarter of the year, or even right now, probably it's the best time to tackle your binge eating habit. So if you are interested in working with me, please uh, check the links below and fill out the coaching application so that we can start working together on your food freedom. Thank you so much for listening to me today and see you in the next podcast episode. Bye! If you enjoyed today's podcast episode and you would like to stay in touch with me, make sure to follow Binge Pro Brain on Instagram. And if you are ready to take this material to the next level and apply what you've learned, then go ahead and submit your coaching application for my Binge Pro Brain coaching program. Thank you so much for joining me today and have a great day. Bye!